This is your host, Rachel Franklin with Already Dead, a sexual assault discussion podcast. A quick PSA, as I just mentioned, we will be discussing topics surrounding sexual assault, so if you feel like you need a break at any time from listening, please take one. This is a space for healing, for learning, and for creating community. He didn't make me feel like I wanted to die, he just made me feel like I was already dead. Alrighty, today I have with me Angelique Larson. Um, she, I found her on TikTok, um, but she, <laughs> she's a a um a victim advocate and posts a lot of great content. Um, she's someone that is very knowledgeable on the topic, and I thought would be a great person to speak with. So, Angelique, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi. <laughs> I feel so like socially awkward. I'm like, oh my god. Anyways, so, hi. That, like, um, my name is Angelique. I'm 18. I'm from New York City, which is like such a big like wow thing when I tell people. But I promise you, it's not that wow when you live here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I've been like posting and advocating for sexual assault for two years now since like I was like 16, I think. And I have I actually gained like such a big following. Not such a big following because like not that big but like I gained most of my followers from the fact that I've been posting about this for so long mm-hmm. um I when I first started actually when I first like started all this like I was I had I think like I think I had like 900 to a thousand followers on TikTok and I only had a thousand on Instagram and since then I have now I have like 10.6 thousand on TikTok yeah. <laughs> and I have um 3,000 something like 200 on Instagram so we've we've definitely come a long way. <laughs> it's really cool. Like it's it's totally a little community that you create, you know. Yeah, and I think it's like there's like a really something that I don't really like is that like sometimes when you say that when you say like you've gained a following because of it, people assume or like try to like imply that you are only doing it for like the attention and like for the clout and whatever. And like that's something that actually really happened to me when like oh like in the like in the beginning when I first came forward about my story, like my assaulter had actually ended up posting his side of the story and talking about how like I was so excited to see like my following go up and like kind of like blame me and say that like I was doing this for attention and you know like there's a difference between you know doing this for attention first of all no one who posts about sexual assault and has actually been assaulted is doing it for attention like it's there's a big difference between attention and awareness and most of it like everybody that I know that has actually been assaulted and has actually posted their story only posts about it because they want to raise awareness Mm -hmm. and like like I'm not saying that people don't lie about it because people do unfortunately but that's a very little percentage in comparison to the people that have actually been through it and are posting about it because we want our story to be heard especially with the way that like the freaking justice system chooses to not like listen and I feel like in this little introduction I just said so much so (laughs) (laughs) I will let you continue with your questions no, that was great. Thank you. Um, have you always lived in New York? Yeah, I was born in Brooklyn, and then I moved to Queens when I was like eight. Very cool. Um, I I have never been to New York, but I oh my god, I you need, need to, go. to come here. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely do. It's so cool. Like I feel like the def- the best time is it's like, it's super expensive, but the best time to come here is truly like in holiday season mm-hmm. because in the holiday season, like. That's probably the one time that I genuinely enjoy being a New Yorker because everybody that like is from here 
understands there's so much to see there's so much to do there's like the Rockefeller Center like light tree lighting there's the Rockettes there's yeah like every single like every single like big store in in New York is covered in lights and stuff it's so pretty over here That's around awesome. Christmas time I've never like met someone that actually grew up in the city like I've met people that grew up in the suburbs area of New York but never never New York City that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I I'm from like I'm from um the city and like there's a difference between also like what Brooklyn and Queens and Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So Manhattan is like the big city that everybody talks about and thinks is so expensive, which it is. But you can still live <laughs> in New York City. Which <laughs> you it can is. Still live in New York City and not have that problem right. of being too expensive because like Queens and Brooklyn, like if you actually search, it's not that bad. And like if you like. In New York, New York is very different. I went to California in um, May, mm-hmm. and New York is very different from California due to the fact that, like, New York, you can literally be like, I'm bored, and just get up and take a train to the freaking park or, like, take a bus to um, Manhattan and go for a walk. Like, it, like, New York is so accessible in a way that so many other states aren't that it's, like, it's actually not that expensive here when you actually, you know, yeah, search and not care about commuting. Right. Yeah, definitely, definitely have to commute here in California. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was there and I was Ubering everywhere. It was the most expensive three-day trip of my entire life. Yeah, just just the travel, <laughs> honestly, is probably going to be a big cost. Like, yeah, I can definitely totally. understand that because also, like, New York is a much smaller state than California, so like everything's closer to each other. I feel like, and in California, yeah. like everything's spread out. It's like the size of like five states on the East Coast. Exactly. That's what, that's what I like. I I went there once. I went to um the uh where was it called? I think it's like the valley or something like that. Oh yeah, um, that's but, where I'm from. <laughs> yeah, there. I went there. Um, and I went to like to see my. I, I, and also, I went because I went to meet one of my internet friends in real life. Oh, cool. And I, I met I met her on TikTok also, and she also like she doesn't really post much about sexual assault, but she has also been assaulted. And I met her through that because she she's one of the people who texted me that was like. Thank you so much for talking about it, blah, 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 oh, which wow. is also another big part of, like, how much I love talking about this. But anyways, um, I met her. It was so much fun. I got, really, I got to go to her school. I got to take her to prom, like, all of that because Aww. she's, like, two years younger than me. She's basically my little sister. Aww. It's, it's, it's so cool. Yeah, That's so cool. sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I Okay, and, like, you were talking about them, like, the messages you get. Um, I saw one of your your TikToks earlier. I was looking through your page, um, mm-hmm. to touch on some stuff, and um, I was just like curious about your experience with other survivors. Yeah, you know, most of the time it's not like it's not that bad to be honest. Like I I've had like great interactions with survivors, and I've also had you know pretty bad ones where like I feel like because I'm so public, people are so like. I also tend to talk about things that aren't on social media. Like, there's so many things that's, like, especially about sexual assault that people talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, it's true. It's it's definitely prevalent, yes. But there's so much that, like, we don't talk about. Like, everybody talks about, like, you know, how it happens all the time and how, like, like when the whole thing happened a couple years ago with the 97% statistic, everybody was talking about how everybody had a story and all this was there. But a lot of people don't talk about, like, some of, like, the side effects of being assaulted or, like, dating after you've been assaulted or stuff like that. But, like, I tend to, like, Mm-hmm. talk about a lot on my page and so a lot of people tend to like you know gravitate towards me because they're always like yeah I feel like I'm less alone because you actually understand what I'm going through 
Right. And I've had, you know, great interactions where it's been like that, but I've also had people who have been like questioning my story. And even as like other survivors have questioned me and been like, are you telling the truth? Or are you lying? Which is like, you know, kind of annoying, but it's also wow. like, it's, it's, it's kind of like, it comes with the story. It's kind of, it's more disrespectful when it comes from someone who has also been through it because it's like you of all people know how hard it is to prove and you of all people know like exactly how I feel. So why would you question whether or not it's true? Like why? Because a man said it didn't happen. Okay. So if the person who did it to you said it didn't happen. How would you feel if I said, Oh, and then it didn't happen. Right. So it's kind of like, it, it goes back and forth. It depends on like who it depends on, like everybody's different. And I tend to just like, ignore if it's bad I think another thing that I have encountered is like people tend to not people tend to think that because I'm so public about my story I want to talk about everything and anything that has to do with it Mm -hmm. and sometimes no I don't (laughs) like I have people that text me and they'll tell me like without mentioning like without text like I don't mind people tell me like the story that happened to them where they ask me like exactly what happened or whatever Mm -hmm. and and it's fine, but what, what bothers me is when people just like text me and they just send me one message and the whole message is like the graphic details of what happened between them and their ex. I'm like, whoa, whoa, can we yeah. take a step back? I did not open my messages to think that this was what I was going to look at. I have not and had then, that happen to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah. good God, good God. Because like people, like I understand that because, you know, a lot of times people don't understand if what happened to them is assault or not. So they'll go to someone and they'll be like, this right. is what happened to me. Is this assault? And like, I get that. But, like, I appreciate that people are like, hey, I have a question. Do you, like, do you have a second to talk about it? Right. And then I can tell you, yes, Preface you know, it. and then you can tell, yeah. Like, it's basically like a little trigger warning before you say things. But, like, yeah. some people don't always do that. And I'm like, okay, I just opened my messages to, like, this, like, dark story of, like, someone's explicit um, assault. And I'm like, I didn't wake up for this. All right. Yeah. I have not had that happen to me yet. Like, I've, I've, I've had girls ask that, but, um, I've definitely had it been prefaced first. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I prefer when it's like that because also like I don't. I don't really say no. Like usually people ask me like, can you can I talk to you? So I don't really say no. Sometimes I lag when I respond because then I'm like, okay, I know that person is gonna talk about right. this. I'm gonna get to that when I can. Right. But I'm never gonna be like, no, I don't want to talk about it because like maybe I won't look at it immediately. But I'll still like you know I know that you need to talk, so fine. Yeah. But I'll when help when I'm ready. Messages, yeah, when I just open my messages. And the first thing I see is that I'm like, well, <laughs> good morning. <laughs> good morning. Yes. Good morning. Um, but yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. What is it like responding to those? Like I'm, I haven't had anyone else talk about this with me. So what is it like responding um, to those messages? Usually I just like, you know, I don't tend to make them feel bad because I feel like when people text me like that, it's usually because they're in a crisis mode. And, like, they're nervous or whatever the case is. So, like, for me to be like, hey, I understand you're going through that, but can you maybe not text me? Is going to make them feel worse. So, I just, like, I look at it. I usually leave it on open for, like, a little bit. And then I respond when I'm, like, actually awake. Mm-hmm. Because usually, like, when I wake up, that's probably the first thing I do is I check all my messages. And I just, like, go through um, all of them. And sometimes I don't, like, I either I like them or I respond to them or whatever. But when it's something like that, like, I can't just like the message. And I can't just be, like... Yeah, right. that's all, and leave it on deliver. Like, I have to actually give them a response. Mm-hmm. And so, like, usually what I do in that situation is I'll just, like, I'll leave them on the open, or I'll be like, give me one second, and then I'll respond in, like, whenever I feel like it. Because mm-hmm. I just feel like, I feel like, yes, boundary setting is, like, necessary, but also, like, I'll tell I'll tell them that after I've already told them, like, hey, like, this is how it was about what your situation is. I'll be like, hey, like, in the future, can you please just make sure that you ask before you say something like that to me because 
I maybe wasn't in the space to respond at the moment. Right. <laughs> but like in that moment, I just understand that like you're going through a crisis and you need help. So, okay. Right. I, how is it like responding to the ones that do preface it? Um, that one's like, it's a little bit nicer because then it's like, you know, I already know what's about to happen. And I already know that like, you're going to talk to me about probably your assault. So, okay. And it's a little bit easier for me to be like, Hey, like, yeah. Um, or no. Mm-hmm. And what I always, I always tell everybody like the same thing. Like, but I, I actually made a video about this when the trend that was going around was like, that was like, I just tell the truth and the people like whatever. Mm-hmm. So I forgot how exactly how it went, but something like that. I know what you're talking um, about. Yeah. And one of the things I said in that was like, if you have to ask the question, is this assault? It most likely is. Yes. Like, because if, because if, if you, if you, if it was a, if it was a truly consensual and like, you know, um, understanding moment, you wouldn't have to ask yourself. Is that what is what just happened to me? Assault because you would be certain. I said yes. I said it was okay. It was okay. All right. And right. if you're not certain, it's probably because it's not <laughs> right. And I like, and that's usually what my response is to everybody because when you have to ask somebody, is this is this assault or like, I'm I'm, I'm curious about what happened to me. Most likely, it's because what happened to you is not okay. Right. And that's why I just like like I just kind of say the same thing to everybody. Like yeah. I don't even have to read it. If I if the second I see like my boyfriend is blah 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 blah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. And then that, I and then the sometimes the messages are like even longer and like then they go into mm-hmm. other other things that happen and I'm like every single one of those is assault. Yep. And I like honestly my heart breaks half the time. I'm like oh, and it really it just kills me because they're because they're so unsure of themselves and like what happened to them. Um and yeah nobody deserves that and nobody deserves to like feel like clueless about that their situation exactly because yeah. like half the time it's like oh like ah it's fine and like no it's yeah. not fine and don't don't minimize your feelings about it because it, exactly. they're important exactly and i'm also like i'm also not a very big um like sympathy person mm-hmm. like even when even when like someone can die literally like in my family or in someone else's family someone can literally die and i'll be like okay like <laughs> i think like i'm not the kind of person that's gonna be like i'm so sorry for your loss like whatever like i'm gonna you're gonna tell me that you, like your mother just died and i'm gonna stare at you and be like um okay so you want to get ice cream like <laughs> yeah that's where i'm at because like even and then especially like it goes from that into like sexual assault too. Like when people tell me that they've like have been assaulted or whatever, like I'm not gonna be like I'm so sorry that happened to you because I hate people say that to me. I me too. Like I literally like I understand that people don't know what else to say because like right, you right. know what else do you fucking say? But <laughs> but like when someone's like I'm sorry that happened to you, I'm like in my head the person that thinks I, I the first thing I say to myself is like why did you do it? Like why? Are yes. You like <laughs> I think like, the same you, thing. Sorry. And I was like, okay. I always think the same thing. It always goes through my head. My go-to is like, that's fucking awful. Um, yeah. And I wish you healing. Yeah. Like, usually when people tell me that they've been assaulted, I usually just like, you know, like, I, I listen to them. And most of the time, they'll tell me, like, uh, something. And I'll just relate it to myself. Because I feel like, I know that, like, you know, talking about yourself when someone's talking about their own problems sometimes comes off as like condescending you're like kind of always talking about you but Mm. when it comes to like assault people tend to really want to know that like someone else has experienced the same thing and someone else has been in the same shoes as them right they're not alone they're not crazy 
exactly so for someone to be like this is the big thing that happened to me like i don't know how to feel about it and then for someone to be like yeah the same thing happened to me it's kind of like okay wow like someone else is there and i know that that's like kind of where i was at because there's another big creator her name is nolana she wrote a whole book about how her oh i'm actually talking about too yeah her her father assaulted her and um she came forward about her story like right before i did and she's like, I remember I was like, she was on my for you page, as a matter of fact. And then I remember I texted her and I told her like what happened between me and my boyfriend at the time, the one who assaulted me. And like, she's the one who told me like, she's the one who kind of like encouraged me to post about, to talk about it, like, and told me like how like that process was for her. And when I was telling her like, even when he posted about me and I told him like, I don't know how to say about this, blah, blah, blah. She was the one that was like there for me and like helped me through that, even though she was a freaking like Georgia, no point. Um. Like that whole thing happened. Like, so then, like now, I kind of feel like as I've become kind of like her, and I've kind of become like that creator that people tend to do that to now. I still have like the mentality of like, where was I at, at that moment? Right. And like at that moment, what did I want here? And like Milana telling me like she's been through this, she's been through that. She understands where I was, and like this is how she handled it. Was me being like, okay, okay, I'm feeling the same way that she is. She experienced it this way, so I'm not to say I'm not alone because that's what, like everybody says that, but like I. Well, yeah, but it's true. I have someone else. Yeah, but I have someone else who's been in my shoes already. Right. And knows what they're talking about. It's so comforting. Right there. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I from now on. Like, when people talk to me like that, I usually, like, I relate it to myself because I'm not going to be like, I'm sorry that happened to you because I don't know what the fuck to say to that. People tell me that. Um, <laughs> so I tend to just tell them about me and tell them, like, how my experience was or, like, if I'm related to that or, like, whatever the case is. That's so funny you mentioned her. I am actually scheduling an interview with her right now. <laughs> yeah, see? That's great because she's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, that's super important. Like, thinking about where you were in that moment. Um, and, it, like, even if you're not the most sympathetic person, just, like, having that awareness to be there for someone because you know what they're going through. Exactly. I think that's like kind of a difference between like sympathy and empathy. It's like, like if you've never been through it, you can only you can really only be sympathetic because empathy is kind of like understanding where they're coming from. And even if you've like you know experienced something tragic, if you haven't been assaulted, you don't understand how it feels to be assaulted. Yeah. And so like like what's it called for someone like to be able to tell me or in the situation or like for someone to to come to me now and tell me their story or for me to tell somebody else my story. It's like, I can only receive empathy from people that have experienced it because they are the ones who are going to tell me like, yes, like I understand exactly where you're coming from. And they mean that. Mm-hmm. Sympathy is kind of what everybody says, you know, like when they hear that, I'm so sorry that happens to them. When people see my, when people see my Medusa tattoo, that's all they say is like, I'm so sorry. And it's like, yeah, me too. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But- I saw your Medusa tattoo. What? What does it mean to you? Why? When did you get it? Why did you get it? Like, everything. So I got it on February 21st of 2022. That was, like, this year. And I had wanted my Medusa tattoo for a while. I wanted it since, like, I kind of understood the meaning of it. Because I was... The first time I was assaulted was in October of 2020. And then in... Um, the summer of 2021, I was assaulted again. And then in the um, winter of 2022, I was assaulted again. Cool, right? Let's just get past that (laughs) but so what happened was i really wanted it like after like after i finally understood the meaning and i started getting tattoos i was like that's what i want me for my next tattoo like i got my first two which is for my mom and my grandma and then my third one was gonna be my medusa 
But originally, I wanted like a big Medusa kind of like either on my leg or on my shoulder. It was kind of like, I said to my artist, I was like, I want this, I want it big. Like, I have like, like, this is my budget, like, go crazy. He was excited to help. But then when I got assaulted in the winter, my assaulter, he actually had a tattoo on his um, left wrist. And it was a tattoo of like some like, it, it was basically in the word in Japanese, it was a um, family. It basically was family in Japanese, it was on his left wrist. So when I was ready to get my tattoo, I was like, that's the only tattoo he has. I want to get my tattoo right there because that's like kind of me saying, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's the whole message of Medusa, of her like gaining her, like, you know, resilience back kind of and her power back by turning all men to stone. So that was me telling him, like, I don't, like, no, like, you don't have power over me anymore. This is who I am now. And I put it right there. And it hurt like a bitch. <laughs> I just got chills. <laughs> yeah. Like it hurt so bad because like I at the time like now I have eight tattoos. But at the time I'd only had two. And the two that I had were on my forearm. So I was like I was not ready for the pain that was gonna be on my wrist. Mm-hmm. But now like this one, like it was it took me a while, but it was literally like I get so many compliments on it and like everybody always asks me about it. And I think it's kind of also the awkward moment of like when I get a job and I'm, like, at work, because I usually work in, like, the service industry, so I'm either a server or a hostess, whatever, so the moral of the story is, I, like, I talk to people all the time, and people tend to see my hand, and they tend to ask me, oh, that's so pretty, like, what does that mean, and I'm, like, ha, ha, I just think it's pretty, huh, <laughs> like, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna tell some customer that just walked in to eat his, eat his dinner that, like, my ex-boyfriend was holding me, like, no, I mean, that's, that's, our, that's how the conversation's gonna go. Right. And it's like, cause all that's the thing about having tattoos is, is that like people tend to ask, and I don't care if people ask, cause obviously, but like when all of my tattoos have meaning and I even have, like, I have like butterflies, I have one that's like, you saw me take my first breath and I watched you take your last. Like mm-hmm. I have like these depressing ass freaking tattoos that people look at me and they're like, what do those mean? And I'm like, we're not ready to have this conversation right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, we're not doing this today. <laughs> I don't have any tattoos. My boyfriend has tattoos. Like I, I know a lot of people that have tattoos. My, I don't. Um, Wait, how old are you? I'm 20. Oh my god, you're older than me. Yeah, I guess. What? Um. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't have any tattoos though. I just like, as a child, could never commit to like temporary tattoos even. So. Oh wow. I'm like, if I couldn't do that, I don't think I'll be able to. <laughs> <laughs> no the thing with me like my first tattoo was the one that I got from my grandma and it was is the one that says like it, you saw me take my first breath and I watched you take your last mm-hmm. and that one I knew that I was I wanted that one since I was 14 but uh-huh. originally I wanted I wanted to get it for my mom because my mom passed away when I was nine and so uh-huh. I told my grandma I, I told my grandma I was like I really want to get the tattoo for mommy and she was like if you when you turn 18 if you still want it go ahead I was like okay so then I told like the rest of my family about it and um, my grandpa, not my, not, not my grandma's husband. My, it's actually my grandma's ex-husband, but it's my mom's dad. Mm-hmm. My my family is very complicated, but it's the story. Love that. He was very, he was very against it. He was very like, he didn't care that I was getting tattoos, but he was like, that's very depressing. It's, it's like, it, it, it's heavy. Like, I don't want you to get that on your, on, on your body. And I was like, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so then I turned 18, and when I turned 18, my grandma passed away when I was 16. So the second I turned, like, 18, I was like, okay. I wasn't even 18 yet, actually. I got my first tattoo when I was, like, 17 and a half. Mm-hmm. I was, like, October October of 2021, and I turned 18 in, in February of 2022. So it was, like, a few months off. I got 
two tattoos and I got one for my mom which ended up being just like the, the date that she passed away with like seagulls going up which because like that's whatever mm-hmm. and and then I ended up getting that tattoo that I told my grandma I wanted but I got that one for her I love and that. um yeah because I, I like it was more fitting for her I guess because like my mother had passed away but she was I was nine so I didn't really have like of course I had memories of her and I still do but like I wasn't at the hospital with her yeah I wasn't at the hospital with her I wasn't like experiencing it with her because I was so young I wasn't really understanding it but when my grandma passed away I was 14 till 16 my grandma passed away when I was 16 I was very cognitive I was like I was there for her the whole time so that like that was different and that was more fitting to say like you saw me take my first breath and I watched you take your last because I basically did and that's super depressing but 2020 was literally like the I don't know what was in the air that year because <laughs> that was like the worst year of my entire life like, <laughs> like my grandma passed away my freaking that was the year that my ex-boyfriend assaulted me um like I got canceled on social media it was this whole big thing I was I I wanted to bang my head against the wall the second that it was 2021 I was like yes this year oh, was also horrible but at least it was better than 2020 <laughs> <laughs> at least it was better <laughs> Yeah. Well, you can only go up from here, right? Exactly. That's how I feel. I, I. Why does everything pile into like one moment? Like one year, one one month. Like everything always yeah. just piles into one. I moment. know. That's why I'm like, okay, I don't understand why. Like, I don't understand why. What like the universe has out for me that like I need to go through all of this for whatever reason. Yeah. But okay. I need God to stop thinking that I'm one of his strongest soldiers because I have another thing coming. (laughs) Going on, you were talking about like in the beginning when we were talking like dating after assault. Mm -hmm. Um, How, how has that been for you? Like, what is it like um, to go through that? It's very hard because like you have trust issues after you've been assaulted. And I think that's like, kind of with everybody everybody mm-hmm. has trust issues but there's a very big difference between having trust issues because you've been cheated on and having trust issues because you've been assaulted because yeah. like i've been i've experienced both and like trust i was crying screaming and throwing up when i got cheated on but like there was there's a very big difference of like not trusting that he's only with me and and then not trusting that like if we do anything sexual i'm i'm gonna be okay Mm-hmm. And, like, for me, I always have, like, this big, like, wall up in front of me where, like, I don't do certain things with people. I don't let them get so close to me. Like, it takes me so long. Like, I don't even kiss you unless I've, like, spoken to you and, like, I've gotten very close to you because I will not be able to do that. The only time I've kissed anybody has been recently, and that's because I've been, like, kind of trying to get over my cheating ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and, and, like like before but before that like I literally couldn't do anything with anybody and also like it takes like I commend which is like I feel like I'm thinking of fish for swimming but um I commend men who like genuinely you know understand and say the right things when it comes to assault because like a lot of the time men don't know what the fuck to say when you're like I've been assaulted before because genuinely honestly what do they say like are they supposed to be like yeah. that's cool like no so they don't know what to say but there's a lot of guys who say the wrong thing and that's kind of where it's like hello like I remember I told my ex like because when I was assaulted it wasn't um like penetration sex it was oral sex mm-hmm. so I had told my boyfriend the one who cheated on me I told him that like I'm not a big fan of like oral sex right now because 
the only time I've ever experienced that has been with my rapist. And like, mm-hmm. what? Well, like, I, I was not like very okay with that. I didn't really want to, um, yeah, do that right now. And I told him that. Like, I like I opened up to him. I told him exactly what happened with my ex and whatever. And he ended up like kind of yelling at me and kind of being like, um, getting mad at me because he really liked giving head and like you know. Oh my god! Whatever. I'm about to scream! Yeah. I'm about to scream! He liked giving that he felt like he was angry that he couldn't. And I was like, you "What do you want me to say?" Oh my god! Like, <laughs> oh my god! You want to know what mine said? My my ex, I said I did the same same exact thing. I I don't like head because of that. Um. The first time that happened to me was then. That was the only time that's happened to me. I don't want to do that. That's yeah. too bad. I like doing it. Does it? Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> where I was at. I'm like, what? Like, huh? I'm, I'm confused. Why Why do you think that because right. you like doing it, I have to like receiving it? Right. And it was very uncomfortable for me because it was like, this is someone that I'm like close to. Like, this is my boyfriend. Uh-huh. Just told me that he basically, he doesn't music comprehend me and my like trauma and i'm like okay <laughs> it just felt so ignored you know what i mean yeah basically and then for him to like yell at me was kind of like all right um yeah and so anyway <laughs> but yeah and like so i've also had people who'd like they don't understand like i'm because of my assault also i'm not a i'm not a hookup person i'm not the kind of person like a one night stand person and like i can't do that like mm-hmm. the second that somebody like even the guy that i'm talking to right now when he like even implies that he wants to do anything sexual with me before we've like been hung out, I'm like, bye. Like mm-hmm. he'll talk about my body, and I'm like, that'll do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, a lot of times like things like that is like normal. Like when you're talking to somebody, like you are interested in how they look, and you're interested in doing things like that with them because right. that's how normal people who you know, I say normal people. That's not what I meant to say, but like I know you mean. Yeah, that's people, people that have not been affected by trauma. Yeah, that's people who weren't affected by that. That's how they think. Like they, they are interested in people when they're talking to someone. They want to have sex with them and they want to talk about it. And like, okay, that's normal for them. But for me, as someone who's been assaulted, it is not in my barrier of okay, that's okay. No, it's not. I am not okay with that. <laughs> right. And I think that's like the that's like my that's my problem of um, dating after is like finding someone who like can care for me I guess in the way that I need to be cared for right now because or like in general because of the trauma okay getting deep do you ever want to have sex again like is that something like to me like I'm like I could go without it yeah I mean I don't know I feel like it has to be with someone that I'm like with for a while because I'm like if we I don't count my ex at all when it comes to like if I've had sex or not my rapist, I don't count it at all. And, like, I feel like everybody has the option to not count it. Mm-hmm. So, not counting it, I'm a virgin. So, I'm like... Oh, yeah, I don't count okay. that. Yeah. So, I'm a virgin. And I'm like, um, I really don't have a desire to have sex because the only time I've even gotten even close to it has been the assault. Mm-hmm. And, like, and like, um, I feel like eventually I want to, like, figure out what it... Like, I want to know what it feels like to have, like, penetration sex. But, like, when it comes to oral sex, like I could live without it to be very honest with you. Yeah. Like if it wasn't if it wasn't like if my boy if I if I end up dating someone who's like interested in it and he really wants to do it and we're dating for a while, that's so possible with him. Okay, I'll try it again. Right. But like am I gonna am I like seeking to do that? No. Not really. <laughs> I like 
I could live without it all, honestly. Like, I get urges, too, sometimes, like, whatever. But, like, most of the time, I'm just, like, I just want to cuddle. I just want to lay down. I don't really want to do anything. Um, Like, I, I don't know. It, like, tainted my perspective on that. Sometimes, even when I, like, I do cuddle with someone or whatever, I feel like if they touch me a little bit too much, I'm going to end up, like, crying. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. I and, like, yeah, it's normal. It's definitely, like, I've, I've I've had so many people who tell me that they like, experience they experience the same thing like when it comes to like um like afterwards how they feel about it it's I've had people who say the same thing like they don't really care for it and they don't really like what's it called um enjoy it anymore mm-hmm. and I think that one day like I hope that I get to the point where I enjoy it again but like I'm not looking for it right right and like I'll say like for myself even like I hated. I hated head from like my ex for sure, um, because yeah. <laughs> oh, traumatizing as hell. But yeah. um, I mean like moving forward with like other relationships and stuff, like things. I always say like healing's not linear, so like you know I'm uh-huh. always like okay, things could change like on a dime. But uh-huh. um, I I do feel more comfortable now. Like I feel more comfortable asserting myself, uh-huh. just having gotten past like further away from the incident I feel yeah. like I've gotten more strength in asserting myself yeah exactly I think it took me a while it took me a while to just like learn how to say no and learn how to just be like I don't want to do this right now but it also like it came it was it was a mixture of me like raising my standards and of me being comfortable in saying no because once I rose my standards of like when it comes to just men in general not even assaulting like not even like assault and all that just in the aspects of like dating just once I like said this is not what I'm okay with tolerating I've started like the people that I meet and the people that I interact with I like put myself with are very different because of the fact that I raise my standards and I won't tolerate certain shit and I won't like be okay with it and I won't let something slide right between that and the fact that now like when I get to when I get to when I get to that point with one of those good guys I'm always like even though you're a great human being I don't want to do this I don't want to do that I'm not okay with this I'm not okay with that Right. Now it's kind of like I've found my leeway of like the people that I am with don't do things, I guess. You demand like they, respect. Like, exactly. And I feel like that that's another like common misconception because I seen an interview with um I forgot who it was, but the person who was being interviewed was Ellen Pompeo. And um she's like she's the person from Grey's Anatomy. She's mm-hmm. literally married to Grey. And she did an interview where they were talking about um, someone who is really big in the like acting community and um, in that industry. And he was accused of assaulting and harassing like nine different women. And in the interview, um, she was asked like what her thoughts were on it and if she like supported him or whatever. And her response was something along the lines of like, well, you only get what you like if you really respect yourself like if you respect yourself you won't be in that situation where a man can do that to you and it made it turned me off with her so bad because i liked her so much until she said that like getting assaulted has nothing to do with your respect for yourself because you can literally like say no you can walk away you can not go to the party you cannot do this you cannot do that you can literally like live in a freaking like church and things will still happen to you you can go home it's something will happen to you you could be in the freaking uber on the way home it's happen on the bus it's gonna happen on the train it's gonna happen like mm-hmm. in pool at a church anywhere at home anything can happen to you it doesn't have nothing to do with how much you respect yourself 
or how much like how much you are willing to tolerate as she said and it's like no like that's what she said she basically said that they were asking for it because you only accept so much that you're willing to tolerate to get big in the industry and i'm like disgusting yeah she yeah she basically implied that those girls were okay with it because they knew that he would help them move up and i'm like what like uh, why do you think those, those two don't the, the, the like, imbalance of power right there <laughs> yeah like first of all that's the issue why is someone who's been in the industry for 26 years or whatever the case was talking to someone who just got into the industry that's another issue i have so much why do people always put the freaking blame on the victim instead of the assaulter like mm-hmm. why are we looking at what she was wearing how where she was what she was doing instead of the fact that he did it like or she because you know hey girls suck but like, why are we looking at the fact that what th- what they were doing instead of the fact that someone just did that to them for whatever reason? Right. And it's also like there's so many cases where it's like childhood abuse. What right. the fuck was a two year old wearing and a two year old doing that they deserve whatever the hell this person did to them? I'm yeah. so confused. Like, and that's another thing that happened to me. Like when my when my assaulter, like when I finally went to the police about my assaulter, there was so many things that like there were so many like um, things that played into the situation that meant that he couldn't get arrested he could nothing could ever happen to him and i was so irritated because like we were both 16 which meant that we were both under the age of consent which meant that what he did was technically not considered rape because he also was 16 so technically we could both get arrested mm-hmm. it's kind of like if a um if a um 18 year old were to rape an 18, a 20 year old they would both go to jail because i a 20 year old with the 18 year old and the 18 year old did that to them which I think is so stupid, but okay. So the thing happened with me and my ex, we were both 16, so we could both get arrested. That was first. Second, um, like, there were other inconsistencies where it was like, he um, he admitted to it, but I made him feel bad. So, of course, he was going to admit it. I was like, what? <laughs> because <laughs> it's a message I have of him. He literally says, I raped you, Angelique. I guess in, that's, those are his words in the text message he sent me. And then the police were like, oh, but you made him feel bad. huh like yeah one would think you know considering that he did that to me why what there's that i just there's so many things piss me off about the whole thing the system sucks that's why like i i routed to posting about my situation because i was never gonna get the justice that i needed by he was not gonna get arrested he was not gonna go to jail he was not gonna like there was even the restraining order wasn't working nothing was working out in, in terms of legal stuff so i put my business on social media and I'm the one who told everybody what he did because if I didn't, he would have been in my friend group. He would have, I would have seen him all the time. I would have done all these things. Mm-hmm. And like, that was the one way that I knew I could get back at him in some way. After that, like people still talk to him. Like a lot of people, a lot of people still, you know, after he didn't do anything. But there are people that he was very close with, like his best friends who don't speak to him anymore because of what they found out. And mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Good. Like maybe, like, like, like that was something and that's enough for me because like we had a mutual friend group. And that friend group was his friends and my friends. And when they saw that, they all stopped talking to him. And I never had to see him again. There was one time I had to see him. One time. I had to see him at a, um, like, my old high school. They had their prom um, after party. And I got invited to it because that's all my friends. And apparently, like, this girl got invited to it. And the girl was his new girl. Hmm. And um, so, of course, she brought him. And I didn't know he was going to be there. I walked in. He was there. I turned around. I told my best friend. I was like, I'm, what? Like, my friends are like, do you want to leave? Do you want me to come out? Like, what do you want me to do? And then 
we just ended up staying in the same place. And that was the only ever time that I've ever like had to hang out with him or socialize with him at all. Because other than that, I was I was very happy that like I never had to see him. And also like my guy friends are like they're not great, awesome, amazing human beings who never do anything wrong. They're not perfect. But like they also when it comes to assault and stuff like that, like they do not they do not joke about it. They do not play about it. They do not like mm-hmm. anything. Once, once, like you could even just say the word assault in my friend group, and everybody's gonna like their chins are gonna go up. The, like the back of the, the the hair on the back of the neck is gonna go up because we all don't play about that. Mm-hmm. And so, and so when I was like, he did this. Like they all were like, cool. We don't talk about him no more. Like I, I didn't even have to send him. I don't know. I, I didn't even have to send them the messages. I just said that he did it, and boom. And then they believed me. Boom. They never spoke to him again. Right. How it should be. <laughs> Yeah, I went on a whole rant just now, so I'm like, let me no, calm down for a second. You're good. <laughs> take a minute, take whatever you need. Yeah, no, that's like that's how it should be. Honestly, people should just understand the weight of that and like what it takes to say that to someone. Um, yeah, because it's like it's the thing easy. is, like a lot of a lot of people in the friend group that I had, um, they we're really close with him. Like my best friend right now, his name is Chris. Um, he is, he was his best friend. Like he was my father's best friend. They went, like did everything together. They like, like they would walk each other home every day, whatever, whatever. And then when me and my ex started dating, which is my ex and my father, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, when me and my ex started dating, me and my ex had this rule that like, we didn't really like people that were into the business of our relationship. Like we wanted our, our, our relationship to be a public, but like, private if that makes sense so yeah. like private like not a secret but still private right and so we only told my best friend at the time she's not my best friend anymore and his best friend which was chris everything like we that was that was the one person that if we didn't want to talk to each other those were the people that we, we were like allowed to talk to because i didn't really want people knowing the business of our relationship like i didn't want to hear from this one out and the other one that this was going on mm-hmm. so so it got to a point where like i would talk to chris a lot because I, even though I could talk to my best friend, because her name was Geraldine, she's not my friend anymore, not the point. Um, even though, like, I could talk to her all the time, and I could tell her whatever I want, like, I want to hear a guy's perspective, so I would go to Chris all the time for everything. And when this happened with me and him, where, like, me and him had, like, had that, inter- like, sexual encounter, um, my ex had told Chris, and I didn't say anything to him, like, I didn't talk to him about it, I only spoke to my best friend, Geraldine, about it, and even when I told Geraldine about it, like, she even said that, like, I sounded off. Like, I didn't sound very comfortable with it. Like, I didn't sound like I wanted to talk about it. I was just kind of like, yeah, it happened. Anyways, moving on. And then when I texted Chris, I told Chris, I was like, hey, like, I want to tell you something, but, like, I don't want you to tell anybody else. And he was like, what's up? And I told him, like, this is what happened with um, my shoulder. And he was like, you know, I could tell that something was up because of the fact that you didn't tell me and you tell me everything. And he was like, I knew when I didn't hear it from you that something was wrong. And then um, he was like, he was kind of like, at first he did kind of be like, no way, but not like in a, I don't believe you way, kind of like, you know, that's my best friend. Holy shit. Yeah, I, the, yeah exactly. So then um, I, I just sent him the messages. I just sent him like, this is literally exactly what he said. And at that point, my best friend was like, I can't defend him. Like, I have nothing to say anymore. I, I don't fuck with him. I don't want to speak to him. I don't want him in my, like, I don't want him even in my realm of anything. I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't want anything to do with him. Right. And then I, at the time that I finally like accepted that this happened to me, I had told this girl that I was close with. Her name is Bridget, and um, 
there was a group chat between um, Chris, uh, Bridget. There's a bunch of our other friends. Like, it's basically the, the group the group of friends that I'm friends with now. It's them. Just add Bridget. She's not in the group anymore. Okay. And um, apparently, Bridget had went and told this other girl who was in the group, still in the group. And that girl didn't know that it was a secret. That girl didn't know that, like, I hadn't talked about it yet. So that girl went in the group chat with all of my friends and was like, did you guys hear about what um, Evan did to Angie? And immediately Chris was like, yo, bro, we're not supposed to be talking about that. Why are you bringing this to the group chat? Like, I, I still have those messages of Chris being like, why would you say that? Mm-hmm. And and then she was like, oh, I didn't know that it was like, it, it was a secret, blah, 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 blah. And that's when all the guys in the group chat were like, what happened? What is she talking about? Blah, 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 blah. And that's when it came out. And when I, even when I look at the messages, like Chris had told them, like, it, there's messages of him admitting it. Like, there's no, he did it. Like, that's it. And then, boom, all of my friends don't talk to him anymore. They were like, I don't want to do with him. Like, that's, that's crazy. Like, they wanted to beat him up. Um, of course, they didn't because I didn't want anybody getting in trouble and I didn't want to get myself in trouble. But, like, that's just how my group works. And that's something that I'm grateful for because, as much as it's the bare minimum, and I know that there's also so many people who are still like, but that's my friend. So I'm still going to be friends with him. Like, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, right. I don't believe he did that. And there's so many people who still do it anyway. So I'm like, I'm so grateful that my friend group isn't that way. Like, we're not that way. We're not that, like, we're not that group. We're not those kind of people. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. Like, one of the guys in the group chat or like one of the guys in our friend group even could be like, I've been assaulted before. And we will not speak to that girl anymore. We will not like associate with her. And that has happened before. Like someone, like even my ex, he he was assaulted before, and he was a part of my friend group. And he told us he was like, "Yeah, this girl did this to me." And I was like, "That's cool. I'm never speaking to her again. Right. Like, I don't want anything to do with her. I blessed her and everything. I want nothing to do with her because it doesn't matter if it's a guy or if it's a girl. It's just something that you do. Like it's just the bare minimum." Alrighty, everyone. This is your host, Rachel Franklin. Thank you for listening to this episode of Already Dad, a sexual assault discussion podcast. I hope you were able to take away something positive from our conversation today. Wishing you all the best. See you next time with another episode of Already Dad.